911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, and today's episode is how to create the sex life that you want. Now, I hope that got your attention. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Sex has been such a relevant topic lately, and I'm not sure if this has something to do with a lot of people or maybe single spouses being left at home with the kids right now due to COVID or this, you know, this increased stress with work, especially around first responders. But it's something that I've talked about with my clients lately. It's something that has also come up in private DMs and my Facebook group. Um, So it's definitely a topic that I think is relevant and worth discussing. And as you listen to this, I'm not sure if you're single or you're in a committed relationship, but chances are that you are, and you, you might've even been in a relationship for an extended period of time. And I think that after being married now for, we're gonna be going on 13 years next March, you know, sex is something that, as individuals, it's incredibly vulnerable. In addition to that, I've often found that it's easier for us as individuals to have sex with one another than it is to actually have an open and candid conversation about sex. If you are one of the very few people that has actually gone through the work and is completely satisfied with their sex life right now, then you can stop listening to this shoot over to the last episode, the California dream versus the American dream. But I'm guessing that as you listen to this, your sex life might not be up to par with what you thought it would be by this point, or might not be up to par with how you want it right now. And there can be a million different reasons why this exists. But what I'm going to offer to you today is a simple tool that I've created for my clients that they're able to use to be able to actually create a bridge between where they're at right now in their sex life and where they want to go. Now, this isn't a, a cut and dry tool, and this is not an individual tool. It requires two people to have sex, sometimes more. Um, So this means that you're going to have to complete this tool. You're going to have to go through these exercises, get super real and vulnerable with yourself. And the person, the individual that you're having sex with is also going to have to do the same thing. And that bridge exists when those two tools are combined and actually discussed. And the secret with this tool is to, and I actually put it on there, to understand that there is no judgment at all when it comes to the answers that you put on here. And with the understanding that we all have private and secret desires that we've held deep within, maybe you fantasized about something and you would never speak about it to your spouse or to somebody else that you could potentially have sex with because you're you're too embarrassed or ashamed or worried about what they might think. And I want to I want to share something with you this this sort of discovery When we have higher confidence levels, we tend to be more promiscuous when it comes to intimacy and having sex with each other. What does that mean? That means that the more confident that we are with ourselves, the more confident that we are in bed. And that confidence can translate into many different areas. It could translate into your creativity when it comes to the different things that you want to do, try, explore, the areas, places that you have sex in, the the style of sex, how how you evolve as a, as a sexual creature. You are this sexual creature. And a lot of the times what happens is we'll have one sexual partner, one partner, 
who maybe has that initiative, who has that drive, that creativity, and who really is, if you were to compare you and the other spouse, there's one who's going to have a confidence level that's a bit higher or even significantly higher than the other individual. And this isn't, I'm not talking about just confidence in bed. I believe that the two go hand in hand. And when you're a confident individual, you are going to be more sexually, wanting to explore more sexually when you are that one individual. And the flip side of that is if you have the second individual who maybe lacks the confidence, who maybe has confidence issues for, there could be an array of different reasons why somebody lacks confidence, but chances are that second individual who has the lower confidence level is also going to have lower initiative when it comes to having sex. That lower initiative can take form in the initiation of sex, how turned on you think that they might be because of sex or a lack of sex, um, how creative they want to be with trying new positions, trying new locations, evolving as a sexual creature. And what happens is there's this tendency for the one person who is confident to take off with their confidence and for the other person who maybe is not quite as confident to kind of stay where they're at, maybe remain reserved. And the key here is how do we find that balance? How do we get somebody to grow with us? Now, outside of the bedroom, there are a lot of things that we could do in order to create a bond that exists that allows the person with the lower confidence to kind of level up a little bit. That's not what this episode is. We're going to go to the flip side of that and talk about how we can heighten the confidence in the bedroom in hopes of building that personal confidence as a human being out there in the real world. Okay, so how do we do this? On this tool, I'm going to link it inside of the show notes below. The first question here, this is something you have to be super honest with yourself when you're filling this out. This is something that you should do in privacy. This is something that you should do without judging yourself as you're putting answers on here. But the question here is, to me... A satisfied sex life would look like, and I have examples here, you could talk about the frequency. How often do you think that you should have sex in order to feel fulfilled? Spontaneity, location, etc. So to you, a satisfied sex life would look like, and you fill in the blanks here, there is nothing off limits. And I also want to say here that putting the answers on this sheet after exchanging them with your partner, this does not necessarily mean that now this is going to happen. And I'm telling you that because that confidence level that I talked about, that's going to play a big role on just how in between we're able to find um, two partners when it comes to both of them filling out this tool. So what do I mean by that? If you are accustomed to and I'll get I'll just get super candid. okay? if you've never used sex toys in bed before, let's just say that's a thing. okay? and you're a partner who wants to use sex toys in bed, but this other partner has never used those sex toys in bed before, it's going to be an element of conversation if one partner says that, okay, I want to try doggy style because I've never tried that before. Let's just say that's a thing. Okay, well, if we try to introduce having sex toys as a use inside of your intimacy with one another, it's going to take some time to be able to get there if you're just used to like missionary style sex, let's say. So this tool is to really provide information to the both of you to see what your inner deepest desires are and then to be able to find a medium and then to revisit this 
to edit it and to make sure that it's not a forgotten tool. This is a very functional and workable tool. Even if you're doing one thing at a time, you're comparing one of your notes with each other at a time to find what that medium would be. Another question on here is sexual fantasies or things that I've always been curious about trying sexually are, and some examples would be role play, toys, multi-partner, etc. Whatever the things are for you. And again, there's no space for embarrassment here. There's no space for judgment here. This is just gathering of information, putting it somewhere tangible, and being able to exchange that information with one another to see why things might seem so off-canter. The next question is... Questions that I have for you, spouse, sexual partner, about our sex life are, and some questions might be something like, how many times a day do you think about sex? I bet as you heard that question just now, it's not something you've ever asked your spouse. Men, I would encourage you to ask this spouse of your, or to ask this question of your female spouse. You might be surprised, but we, we often don't ask each other these types of questions. That's the purpose of putting it on this tool is for us to be a gatherer of information. When it comes to sex, I get anxious, nervous, and upset when, an example of this, and a lot of this is true for men, when I feel like I'm not pleasing you. For women, an answer here might be something like when we have the lights turned on, maybe she is the one who lacks the confidence and perhaps she's not comfortable with her body. That would be something that is worth exploring. That would be something that's worth building that intimacy upon in terms of discussion with one another. And the last question here is ways that I would improve my sex life are, an example here would be knowing that I'm pleasing you, for you to be patient with me. These are not They are not natural and normal elements of conversation that come up when it comes to talking about having sex with each other. Now, after we complete this tool and there's directions on this tool so you don't forget, we have our spouse do the same thing and we do not share our answers from this tool with our spouse until both of them are completed. Why? Why is that important? Because I can guarantee you if your spouse reads your answers first, their responses are going to be swayed and they're going to be manipulated based on the responses that you put because they don't want an argument. They want to make you happy. However, when the exchange of this information does take place, it's with an open heart. It is during a time, not when you're frustrated because you wanted to have sex tonight and they didn't want to have sex. No, that's not the time for this tool. It's when you are both ready to be open to receiving with an open heart and you're presenting these with love and with the understanding that you both deserve something more. You both deserve to have that sex life that you crave. And why is this important? It's important because if either one of you don't get that, if you're not satisfied with it, I can guarantee you one of you is going to go outside of your relationship. And even if you didn't mean to, somebody is going to come into your world They're going to show you all of these things on your list naturally. It will be naturally for that individual to show you. And then what? Now you're going to be caught up in a dilemma that I know you swore you would never be caught up in and you're not going to know how to handle it. But chances are the more and more that your sexual desires are being built in inside of you, that they're not being allowed to be able to be expressed and released, you're being disingenuous to yourself. I truly believe that our sexual energy is something that we are gifted. It exists in us all. It varies from degree to degree based on the person. But when you are not given an outlet for that, meaning when you cannot express it to your sexual partner, you are going to find other ways to do it. 
whether that's somebody that comes into your world unexpected or even even somebody that exists in your world already. Perhaps you're going to fantasize and turn to porn and you're going to create this false reality based on these actors that you see that are acting out a skit inside of this porno scene. You're going to turn to individual and and personal ways of satisfying yourself, which will take away from that human connection altogether. When we have sex with ourselves, it, it doesn't allow us to have that emotional and intimate connection like we do when we have it with our spouse. And when we think that we can become self-reliant on that, then what it does in turn is it tells our brain, it tells, it literally rewires our neuroprogramming and it tells us, okay, I don't need that other person when I can self-gratify. And yet these desires that you have, they still exist. So if you think you're having an outlet by having sex with yourself more than you do with your spouse, understand that when those inner desires still exist, that means that it's not working in the same way that you hoped that it would, or maybe it did in the moment, but then that after residual effect still exists of you wanting something more. Again, I'm going to drop this tool in the link below. I hope that you'll try it out. I know it's not comfortable to do something like this, but I can promise you this is something that needs to happen if any of what I just said has resonated with you. I hope that you have an amazing day and I will catch you in the next one.